It's nice to have all of you here for this midweek service. I know that you're going to be blessed in the presence of God tonight. We do have some upcoming events. This Saturday at 11 o'clock, there is going to be a Ladies' Life Conference at Grace Fellowship in McKinney. And all of you ladies that can come, I know you will enjoy it. This Sister Ginger Labath is going to be speaking. She's also going to be one of the guest speakers at our ladies' conference next April. So all of you that can go to McKinney this coming Saturday, I know that you will be blessed in the presence of God. And thank you also for giving to our Move the Mission offering. We have now sent that in. So thank you all that participated and given to the Move the Missions offering. And this Sunday is care group number two, the luncheon. That's Sister Leah Faust. So if you aren't sure where you fit in the picture of these care groups, Sister Lisa has so kindly posted them in the foyer so you can see whose care group that you're on if you don't already know. So this Sunday will be Sister Leah Faust. Also, we're going to have a nice fall festival here. It's not really a fall festival, but it is a fall gathering here, and we need you to start bringing candy. It's a superheroes night in our gym on the Saturday night. the I believe that would be the 29th. So we need you to bring candy because we're going to have a mammoth candy rain. So you can bring your candy to the kitchen here and they will move it to where these verses that say that all of these died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek another country. Now, I don't know if anyone has ever declared plainly something to you before, but when somebody declares plainly to you, they usually do not leave you with any question in your mind of what they believe, what they are saying. And this says that all of these that have died in the faith that embrace the promises of God and that confess that they were strangers and pilgrims, that they declared plainly that they were seeking another country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. That is what we are. We are pilgrims and strangers here. This world is not our home. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through, and my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue and the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this 
all of you you probably have no idea how that the angels are pestering people around your neighborhood telling them look at them watch them sense them and as lights it is a praise on the angels part to do their part to remind your neighborhood that you are children of the king and God wants to bless and tonight I pray for a faith of receiving for those that are listening in and those that are here that is Sheila is having heart problems and asking our church to pray for her Dawn Price needs a special touch Randall Clark Steve Crawford has blockage in his small intestine. Erlene Edwards, Kyle Sanders, Wendy May, and we want to continue to pray for brothers and sisters, to pray for every preacher in this vicinity, 
it's to our advantage that they preach Jesus Christ. And one of the greatest things angels can do is just continue to knock on their door with the wisdom of God. And so I pray tonight that we conclude our prayer with God giving us perception, conception, and a illuminating wisdom to help our world. Father, we come to you tonight because you care for us. You have no glory in withholding your healing. You have no glory in keeping your wisdom locked up in heaven. I am praying tonight for massive healing, for massive miracles, for massive overtaking by the angels, the weak, the weary, the fatigued. I am believing there's going to be a cataclysmic healing, a revival, a revelation. I am believing that men and women are going to rise in this generation against sickness, against disease, against peril. Let's praise his name tonight for listening. And just to know the same the Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. a special boldness and an impact presentation of ourself to our neighbors. God came as light and he wants us to be the light of the world. In his physical absence, he put his spirit in us so that we could praise him by telling our neighbor, Hope you'll have a good day. God is blessing my life and I want yours blessed. It doesn't have to be any bigger or more great than that. And all of a sudden they're going to start perking up because faith 
works. And I am trusting God to give us a boldness in this last day that is going to shake the foundations of hell. I would like for the ushers to come if they would and receive our offering. I cannot thank you enough as the pastor of this assembly for your continual continuity of giving of your offering and surrendering of your tithing. And uh, God is just going to bless that. Father, I pray that the river of life run from this service to the farthest corners of our county as a result of men and women praising you, surrendering their tithe and offerings to you, and give them a testimony of power in Jesus' name. Amen. God I bless sure you. I sure do thank you, you, wonderful media people. But this is not the song I told you I was going to sing. Oh, let me walk with you, Jesus. And don't ever leave me alone. For without you, I could never, no, never make heaven my home. Oh, you found me when I. what to do so just let me walk with you Jesus Oh!
just what to do so just let me walk with you Thank him for that promise. Thank you, Lord, that you do walk every mile. Thank you for the promise of heaven. In Jesus' name. Well, God bless you tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't help but think of some of those people, you can be seated, that, uh, that fill our Bible in the Old Testament. Do you reckon that Nineveh finally woke up to how good God is? Wasn't looking too good for a long time, you know. And uh, then the guy had to assign to go there. He sort of struggled to get there. So he had his complications. And uh, so sometimes we get the idea that everything's got to sort of be lined out like we think it ought to be lined out. And uh, very few times, I, I don't know how it would be to get a letter from a fellow in prison but Paul sent a whole lot of his letters from prison. You know, it, it could be a little difficult to listen to a fellow locked up in jail telling you how great this thing is. You catch on what I'm saying? Everything don't look great that is great. It's great that we tonight have something to trust in in spite of how everything looks. In spite of them stuffing him in the grave, he came out, but he left them. I'm sure that they would have really enjoyed the apparition. Just even, you know, seeing his light around even if he didn't have a physical body uh, I mean you know he's hid up there in heaven and now he's sending fellas that uh, just generally have a lot of trouble and uh, so so often the enemy can weave himself in and and make us to think that because everything is not like we think he ought to do it when we think he ought to do it, how we think he ought to do it, and how many people that don't listen to him that look like they are smarter than us. They can create all kind of aircraft. They can create all kind of spaceships. And, uh, 
And, and they'd do anything to dissuade God's call to come out of the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And if any man will follow me, I will bless him and I will raise him up at the last day and I will feed him in between. Well, just seems like that much of that don't happen like we think it ought to happen. But he said, when you seek my face with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I shall be found of you. We're living in a generation of really moving quick. Microwaves, drive-through eating, come to the house, bring our food to the house, and then complain because it was cold and took so long to get there. Ladies and gentlemen, come out and be separate, saith the Lord, is a whole lot more than just dress in a different way. Don't, don't forget, we are to dress behaviorally and be of a very tempered lifestyle. But in this generation, we want his voice to be the dominant voice. And when he can't get through because there's so many other parading voices and thoughts he can't set us free. Because he said, my sheep hear my voice. They, they know my voice. And the others, they will not follow. Could we pray and ask God to give us a sensitive ear to the Holy Ghost and to the word of the Lord? Father, I thank you for waking us up initially. But I don't want to go to sleep in the middle of what you're about to do. I don't want to be calloused or insensitive. I want to rise to the occasion. And I want to help these beautiful people that come to the United Pentecostal Church I want to be a blessing to them via you in Jesus' name. Psalms, the 20th chapter. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob Defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all of your offerings and accept the burnt sacrifice, Selah. Watch this one now. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up banners. 
the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now, know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. And you know, I've, I've tried so desperately the last six and a half months to get us to think when we use the word save, saved from what and saved into what. Because just coming out of smoking or just coming out of adultery or just coming out of lying or just coming out of jealousy or just coming out of envy and you don't go into the anointed territory, you're still just weak. The anointing is the power of God unto salvation. And so when we just quit doing this and we don't enter into kingdom powers, we're still somewhat lacking. And so he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him call on me. I will hear him and I will come to him. I'll send whoever I have to. I will send them an angel. I will send them a ministry. I will send them an evangelist. But I will get there if they call on me. So it's a big deal how we do things. And so David is writing so many things. And so... In verse 7, some trust in chariots or cars or houses, some in horses, vehicles that are nice and comfortable and cool and people really respond. The generation is only the differences, but these were means of transportation and getting places. And back then, if you had a stallion that could really run and pull chariots, you were the talk of the town. And now people, accolades and wow, wow, you must be doing something right. Your God has given you all of these houses and land and holdings and all of that. I'd rather have a Holy Ghost revival than I would to have all the utilities in town. I am not counting on my utilities to get me out of a graveyard. I'm not counting on my utilities and bank account to get me into heaven. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus every day. I plead the word of God to get in my cranium every day. It's the word and it's the Holy Ghost and fire that's going to resurrect the living who died in the faith and was walking with the king. Ladies and gentlemen, there ought to be a dance in our feet tonight. There ought to be a shout in our voice today. There ought to be an electrifying spirit that's dominating us. I am in Jesus Christ a brand new creation. Does anybody want to stand and give him an ovation like he deserves? Hallelujah. 
you transcend pretty quick from verse 7 over to verse 8. Those that trusted in chariots and horses. And then we will remember the name of the Lord. Watch verse 8. They are brought down and fallen, but we rise up and stand our ground on the foundation that was given to us. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We're not built on a religious system. We're built on the soundness of a mind, the soundness of creation, the soundness of the weather. We are built and we live on the foundation of Jesus Christ and him crucified and him resurrected. And he said, if all of that happened, I'm coming back and I'm going to receive unto myself a people that are looking for me and they're thankful that I'm coming back and they're rejoicing against the day of the devil and they are rejoicing in the day of the Lord and they can hardly wait to live in his presence. Let's listen to Jeremiah's Rendering Jeremiah 30, verse 11. Jeremiah, I am with you, saith the Lord, to save thee, though I will make a full end of all nations, whether I have scattered them, Yet will not, not, not make a full end of you, thee, but I will correct thee in measure and not leave thee altogether unpunished. Watch the surrendering scripture in the New Testament. He chasteneth whom he loveth. And if there is no chastening, there is not love. Because he said chastening for the present doesn't feel good. I'm using a little bit of parenthetical uh, phraseology right there. But it don't feel good to get punished or chastened. But he said, I chasten whom I love. And chastening seem, no chastening seems to be wonderful. But he said, that kind of person is without a true father. He says it a little more strict and powerful than that. I'm trying my best tonight to raise up a standard in the middle of the congregation. A standard is what is normal. A standard is what you can count on. You can measure 
bystander. And when you get a little chastening and you know after the chastening that you needed to move over a notch or move up a little bit in your prayer, to move up a little bit in your intercessory prayer, to humble yourselves in prayer and say, God, I know I'm not there yet, but if you'll keep a preacher alive and if you'll keep the word of God alive in my cranium, I, I will rise up in the name of Jesus and I will walk in the path of the word and I will fulfill to the best of my ability the courtesies of forgiving before I'm asked and loving my neighbor as myself and giving you the credit for having that kind of wisdom operating in a, fee a feeble life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to shout on the devil's head and time to rise up in obedience to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he said, I will strengthen thee in the day of trouble. I will give you light in the day of darkness. I will raise you up as a special people in the middle of a people. I wish somebody would stand up and praise him like he deserves it. You're not praising the preacher. You're not praising preaching. You're just praising the God that put it all in place. God, we're shouting to you. We are praising you with our whole heart. We're not coming here lethargically, just cruising. We have come to get the bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah's writings move farther. Verse 12 of chapter 30. For thus saith the Lord, thy bruise is incurable, and thy wound is grievous. There is none to plead thy cause, that thou mayest be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek, not, seek thee not. For I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one. For the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. We've got to understand whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I don't think God heard my prayer. Did you get it? Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. I don't, I can't believe God let me go through this hell. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. He knows exactly where we are. He knew where Jonah was. He knew where Paul was. He knows where you are. And he's not going to put more on you than you can bear. So at any time, your faith is a valid excuse to look at your problem and say, you're not with me for very much longer. I've got a king. I've got authority. I've got a new bloodline. I've got a new hope. I've got a new joy. I've got a new peace I've got a new righteousness you're mighty gonna fall oh I wish somebody would praise him with a hand clap of praise right now he lobo he lobo 
I'm telling you, there is a revival breaking loose in this city. And that's the reason some of our people are feeling the threat of hell because Satan knows it ahead of time. He understands that this stuff is valid. It's real. And Jonah really did terrorize Nineveh with all of their idols. And they, he brought a God into their life and their world that they were stupefied by. Ladies and gentlemen, that same glory is alive in the Holy Ghost. That same power is alive that rolled back the Red Sea and swallowed up all those chariots and the kings of the world. Don't you be worried about what's going on around you. You look up for your redeemer ever liveth. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Hang in there. Keep shouting. Keep loving God. Keep loving your neighbor. Keep worshiping with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. No half-hearted worship to him. He can't take sacrifices like that. He said, offer to him the sacrifice of praise. It's easy to praise him when he just turned $1,000 loose in your account. Anybody can shout over that, even the people out yonder in the world. It's when you're up against it when your kids are up against it. It's when you're disappointed in life. That's when you offer the sacrifice of praise. God, I don't know why and I don't know when, but one thing I know, you're my Savior. You crawled through the world of sin and I'm not going to just pray I'm going to praise you every day of my life. You've got the greatest friend going for you. Oh, Mr. Faith. Faith will be waiting on you in the morning. Faith will go to bed with you tonight. Faith will bring wisdom to your home next week. Faith will bring bread next Sunday. Faith will give you a hope, a package tomorrow. You will awaken and you will begin to praise him. Not my will, but thine be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, get ready because you're going to get a package somewhere during the day. Somewhere your hope is going to rise up. You're going to all of a sudden be walking down the road and a brand new thought that come from the heavenlies is going to fill your mind. Yes, I heard your prayer. Yes, I'm going to be with your grandkids. Don't be worried about all that junk. You went through worse than that. And I got you.
That's what he's going to tell you. I am watching parents feeling like God don't know what they're going through. And I am here to tell you that God woke me up this morning and he said, I've got a firebrand for you tonight and I want you to minister to those people and I want them to awaken to the chapter 15 and I want you to talk to them about the prodigal son that quit praying. He he got out of relationship with his father and he found himself in weakness, distant, from the day he was born. When you're born again, I'm not going back out yonder. But when we start looking for the world to cure our ills, we are already out there. There's only one real healer, and his name has the stripes on his back. And he said, with these stripes, I want you to know I took the punishment and the pain of flesh. And I want you to know that I climbed over misery. And I climbed over hurts. And I climbed over deficits. I'm coming to you. And I will be there when you call on me with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. You can't give anything else to the devil and expect God to come through. I'm not trusting in flesh. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one resurrection, one healer, one deliverer. I'm telling you, drugs can't do it, but the Alpha and the Omega is able. Chapter 15, the prodigal son just typified, stop praying. When you stop praying, you start looking for alternatives to making happiness happen. And the prodigal son just quit praying or trusting in his father. His father had never let him down. He had everything that he could have wanted. And it was this morning that God, I have never realized the backslidden condition of people that walk away from prayer or communication with the father. They trust, oh, I just... I can't believe I'm so disappointed at so-and-so. I'm so disappointed at my daughter. I'm so disappointed with my husband. I'm so disappointed with my wife. I'm so disappointed with my job. I'm so disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, all of that is a terror. I agree. But the Prince of Peace says, I will give you power to overcome the terror. Faith 
is going to take you into the kingdom life. Faith is going to return you to joy unspeakable and full of glory. Faith is going to take you once again to the river that never runs dry. Faith is going to take you once again to that oasis that comes in the middle of a desert. Faith is going to take you back to the Red Sea and give you passage where you thought you could not make it another day. I'm here to tell you the king is still alive the glory of the resurrection is still alive I am telling you it's time to lean on the everlasting arm of God and trust not in riches trust not in our homes our cars or the world treating us right but looking up look up Look up. I wish your men would say it so your wife can hear you or your family will know about it. Look up. For your Redeemer is looking down and he knows right where you are and he don't have to have a GPS here. His eye sees the sparrow. And if he sees the sparrow, he's looking down and he knows that you have a need in your life. And he said, I am able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But if you look up, I will look down because faith attracts my attention. And when you look up and you know my Redeemer cometh from above, the Father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He is not going to fake the delivery. He is coming. He's going to set you free. He is going to do it on his own clock so he said let me just encourage you by this they that wait on the Lord say it good and loud brother Ronnie they can't hear that little feeble voice no I mean like you're really bound to get it through to them I'm telling you there's a revival in this house right now I'm telling you right now there's a restoration going on in the mind, in the heart, in the hands in the feet, I'm telling you you're going to be lighter than you were tomorrow you're going to find yourself easier to worship him you're going to find it in the morning you're just going to wind up getting up saying God I thank you for yesterday I thank you for today and I am going to be looking to you for everything the whole story of the prodigal he just got out of touch with home that's when you're not praying because he said thy prayers are heard in heaven. But the prayer of doubt and the prayer of fear and the prayer that just is just a routine, not out of the heart, that don't count. He said, you got to put a sacrifice on the altar. Because he said, I will not come where there, you don't put yourself on the altar. 
That's why I said crucify the flesh and the lust thereof because your old lustful thinking will get you to thinking you know how he's going to do it when he's going to do it when he should do it and how he should do it and he's not going to do it on your clock he's going to do it according to your faith and so he said according to your faith so shall it be unto you I'm telling you it's time for us to rise up every morning and say Lord I'm trusting you for this day and I'm going to pray this prayer that you send an angel to my wife, to my husband, to my job, uh, to people on my job, to send some angels to my children and make them aware that there is a real God. When they look at me, they see him. When they hear me, they hear him because his voice is always full of hope. And when they hear us complaining around our house, they doubt if they're going to get better. When they hear us complaining about the weather, they doubt if they can ever get over all of the stuff. I'm here to tell you it's time for the church to rise up, take its position, and say, I know that my Redeemer is alive. I know that he is still the king and the only wise God and the only king immortal. He is the one that's coming back to get us out of the grave. He's the one that's coming back to get us out of our situation. He is the one that's going to raise up in this last day a revival that is going to stupefy the religious world because they thought they could control God with their thoughts. Can we praise Him just in a quiet voice? Tell Him the secret of your soul right now. Just whisper it to him. He can hear that just as loud as he, as he much as he can a loud voice. You've got approximately at least fourteen angels that are listening to your thoughts, that are taking. Note on what your heart is really after. Now, if you'll look at it like a prayer, the prodigal said, I'm going to renew my prayer life. Because prayer is just communication with the source. And when the prodigal said, I'm going to return home, He knew where he had gotten every blessing. He knew where safety was. He knew where love was. He knew where glory lived. He knew where victory lived. And he said, I've had it with the hogs. I'm not running with the people out here anymore. I am coming out of the world and I'm going to be separate and I'm not going to touch the unclean anymore. And he said, oh, I'm going to do. They may not want me home, but I'm coming. But brother, the same thing is going to happen to you. When the father saw the son coming,
coming down the road. He didn't wait till he got home. He ran out to where he was. And he said, son, I've been looking for you. I don't care how vagrant you've been. And I don't care what you smell like. And I don't care what you've been going through. I love you with an everlasting love. You don't have to beg my forgiveness. You're coming home. I like to shout it out of my bed this morning when God began to unveil all this, brother. And I'm telling you that my God began to talk to me about these wonderful people that come to the United Pentecostal Church. And he said, I'm going to do the same thing for them. They're going to return to their first love. They're going to come with obedience and sacrifice and say, I haven't maybe done everything I should have, but I'm coming home, Jesus. I'm coming back to Calvary, Jesus. I'm coming back to the day of Pentecost, Jesus. I'm going to realize without a question, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not a Pentecostal thing. It's Christ in you. The hope of glory. When he prayed the right prayer or when he returned to his first love, he found everything is going to be okay. I found that oasis of love. The pastures are green year round. What's that next verse? A new life is mine. Did he say I'm going to renew you? Did he say you're going to be saved by renewing? Your prayer life is just about to rise to a new superior. Your level with the Father is just about to raise itself up until you are more than willing to do whatever dad wants because what dad has is greater than what the world had. He tried to find it in the world, but the world don't have it and the world's not going to give you what you need. But our heavenly Father has got all of our needs. Why don't we just gather around the altar as close as we dare and tell him, I want a meal from the house. I want water from the wells of my father. Just sing whatever y'all feel like singing. I'll finish this message sometime else. There's a glory cloud hanging over Paris, Texas that some of our predecessors prayed into place and we're feeling wonderful drops if you can get yourself to travail over people in our city because he said when Zion travails sons and daughters are coming back home But you got to travail in faith. The seed of the word has got to grow up in us. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, howbeit in the Spirit, we speak mysteries. 
this would be a great time to just let your spirit pray in the Holy Ghost. That's one of the virtues of having it. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your neighbor. Where any two or three agree as to touching one another, it will multiply the glory that's prevailing in this meeting right now. sing it with her this time just let it roll you are my source my heavenly source you are the power you are the wisdom you are the path you operate with angels beyond the walls and know that there are people all around here that are desperate so if you would just turn around and look outward out of this building and pray for the neighborhoods and the cities that they hear about a revival that's happening in Paris that they hear about a people that care about everybody in Paris we don't just care about the people that come we care about the prodigal the people that are way off we care and we've got storehouse ready for whosoever one more time sing it while you're praying outwardly we're not praying for our local thing now we're praying for the visitors we're praying for the backsliders we're praying for other churches we're praying for revival in this entire area the cutting of the fatted calf the party 
It would do us good if we could bring the subject up in a careful way. God's not worried about how far you've lived from Him. He's just going to look forward to you coming down the road. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm still about to bust. I, I've got about 45 more minutes if y'all want to hear it. But I'm going to try to save it till next week or week after whenever God says, okay, but y'all better run right now because I'm still feeling it. I love you and I don't want to bore you. I praise him for every one of you plus all of those that couldn't be here. Hallelujah to the Lamb.